Hey guys, I feel like I um laugh at that every time I start a recording nowadays. I really like the music. I think you do too. I've had some really good feedback about it. Um, I'm feeling like my windows are a little here. I don't know. We'll figure that out. It's okay. Hi guys, I am here again. Trying new stuff, as always, because I want to make this the best show possible for you. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about the fruits of the spirit. This is episode 18. Can you believe that? 18 episodes. I cannot believe it. This is amazing. Um, yeah, 18 episodes. So the fruits of the spirit... Uh, we are going to be talking about that. Before we get into that, I want to say thank you for everybody that continues to listen to this crazy woman talking about the Bible and biblical things. Uh, if you have any um, questions or if you have any input, just email me, lgoss at transformedbyhisword.org. I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Lucia and I am your host. Um, and I am a biblical counselor, so I just sit here and chat with you about different Bible subjects. Today, I have tons of scripture. I'm going to be going super fast. Um, I'm going to be kind of pairing some of these stuff. If you are not able to keep up, don't worry about it. Uh, if you haven't yet, Transform by His Word has a Facebook page. I post <clears throat> the scripture that I use here. I post it there daily. So if you're like, whoa, that was too much, uh, you can take little bits and pieces throughout the week. Um, so go follow that so you can get those on a daily basis. All right. So the fruits of the Spirit. Um, are most more than just that you remember going to Sunday school and they had that really catchy song. I'm not gonna sing it because I don't want it stuck in my head. Um and we were taught or people were taught because I wasn't in, in church when I was a kid, but people are taught this really catchy song about the fruits of the spirit so you can name them out. Um but there's so much more than that. So what they are is a tangible list of how a real believer acts, okay? This is how you decipher between a real believer and just a churchgoer or a follower of Christ versus a fan of Christ. And I might do an episode on the differences of those two. Um, I think that would be a really good one. But for now, this is just kind of like your guide or your way to know who's who um, and what you're striving to be. Okay. So there is apparently a big debate whether there is nine fruits of the spirit or seven. And for the ones that say nine... I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm there with you. The ones that say seven, I'm not sure how you're slicing this one. Um, I can get down with eight, really. 
I'm gonna give you the reasons, um, but I don't I don't see how they come up with the number seven. Okay. Uh so when I was doing research, they say that the first one, which is love, is the sum of everything else. And once you have that, then you'll have everything else. And I'm like, okay, cool. But that still leaves you with others. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you still have to count love in the fruit of the spirits. I guess they're counting love as nothing. And then the seven, everything else. I don't know. Anyways, so there's a big debate. I'm not going to give you uh, this is how it is kind of thing. I am going to read you the passage and you can make your own uh, decision on what you think about that. I think this is one of those things that, you know, it, it it's not a salvation issue. It If you're striving for all of these, it doesn't matter if you can about seven or ten or nine or eight or whatever. Um, you're doing what God wants you to do. So, uh, fruits of the Spirit are found in Scripture in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. So that ending part right there, against such, there is no law, just means that if you're doing these things, you're not going to break the, the commandments. You're not going to break the law of God um, if you're striving to do these things. So what I did was I grabbed each and every one of these, and I was like, okay, so where else in Scripture does it talk about this thing? Okay. Um, obviously, there's a lot of scripture for a lot of these. I grabbed one per fruit so that, you know, we don't have 10,000. <laughs> uh, that would be a whole yearly study, I think. Um, so I'm just going to give you one scripture for each of one. I'm going to give you a brief summary of what each of these do and call it a day. Okay, so here we go. Love. Uh, on love, I picked Colossians 3.14. Colossians 3.14 says, But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. What else is there to say to that, right? Um, love is categorized as the bun of perfection. So if you love uh, your neighbor, your spouse, your kids, your, I don't know, uh, grocery worker, if you see them the way God sees them, then you're going to do right for them. And that's it. That there's, It's the bun of perfection. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to get into any more of that. <laughs> joy. Uh, for joy, I have James. James 2 and 3. 
Well, actually, I decided to just, just do James 2. James 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. The reason I picked this one is because it's telling us that when you are having hard times, you can count it joy, joyful. Um, if you can see the joy in the trials, then obviously you're going to see the joy on every other time. Okay. I think that being able to focus on what God has done for us on the really hard times by default helps us figure out or helps us remember what God has done for us in the good times. That's why I chose this one for joy. Let's find joy in every situation. I'm not saying look at the bright side. I'm saying find God's joy in your specific situation. Peace. For peace, I have John 14.27. John 14.27 says, Peace I have with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Um, this is Jesus talking to us. And he's saying that he is leaving his peace with us. He's given us peace. This um, could be talking about the peace that you get from knowing what your future holds because Jesus has you. Uh, he's got your back. He's on your corner kind of scenario. But it says, um, let, let not your hearts be troubled. So don't worry about what it could be or what it will be or any of that stuff. Just don't carry worry with you <clears throat> because God has given you peace if you choose to have it. Uh, patience. Patience, we're going to Psalm. Psalm 37.7. Okay. Psalm 37.7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret of him who prospers in this way, because the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. So peace comes from where? Resting in the Lord. Just keeping your eyes on what God is doing for you. Keeping your eyes on, even if you're in a, Insanely hard situation. Um, sometimes our peace comes from knowing that at the end of this life, we're going to be with Jesus and all things are going to be good. Right. So sometimes that's the only hope we have. Um, and we need to hold on to that. Patience. For patience, we're going to go to, oh, where am I? Do, do, do. I just lost my spot. Um, Psalm 37.7. And that's the, also the rest in the Lord uh, and waiting patiently. So that one falls for both of them. Um, 
it's pretty amazing how you can pair these up with each other because you know it it's like huh i didn't know that peace and patience can come together um so one of the things about patience is i hear this all the time people saying don't pray for patience um you should pray for patience you you should pray for those things that you're striving to be if you're lacking one of these things you should be praying for them and yes these things come from um learning how to get through them right so if you're asking for patience you're going to get trials but that's how life works right if you want muscles you have to work out if you want to learn how to ride a bike you have to fall off the bike so let's not be scared to pray for patience all right kindness kindness we're going to ephesians ephesians 4 32 says and be kind to one another tender-hearted tender-hearted <laughs> Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Even as God in Christ has forgiven you. So being kind, being kind is, is one of those um, things that I think we all kind of struggle with. If you don't, then good on you. I do. Uh, and it's just because kind of being kind sometimes can be taken advantage of. And people that are kind usually um, don't know how to balance that in their lives with other things that will keep them from harm. So kindness is a really good one. I struggle with it. Um, I struggle to balance it. But it says there that we should be kind. So we should be kind. Uh, gentleness. Gentleness. We're going to go to Proverbs 15.1. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Um Gentleness is just the ability to say things the right way. Um, growing up, my mom would say, with tact, <laughs> right? Being gentle. Uh, it's not saying keep from saying things that could be heart, um, heart hurting, heart um, that could cause somebody else heart pain. Okay. So it's not saying don't tell them their sin. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not saying that it's saying, be, be gentle about it. Know that this is going to hurt them and be there for them as you do. The next one is goodness. And I'm flying through this. I'm so glad. Uh, goodness we're going to Galatians 6.10. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are 
in the household of faith. Let us do good to all, especially the ones that we call our family in Christ, okay? So with goodness, it's just it's just taking care of your brother. Um, you know, if you see someone in need uh, and you can fulfill that need, do it. Uh, if you see somebody in need and you know somebody that can fulfill that need, then get them in contact. Uh, goodness is just about doing the right thing. Okay. All right. Let's go to faithfulness for faithful, faith, faithfulness. <laughs> for faithfulness, we're going to 1 Corinthians 4.2. 1 Corinthians 4.2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one would be found faithful. So we are stewards of what God has given us. And I know that people will bring up stewardship mostly when it comes to money, like how much money you give to the church and tithing and all that stuff. But Stewardship is about everything you have. It's about your kids. It's about your spouse. It's about your relationships. Being a good steward, um, being faithful in what God has gifted you is um, what we're called to do. So to be faithful in our stewardship means people come and go, right? Friendships come and go. But are you being the best friend you can be? whenever that person's in your life. They're not in your life by accident. God has placed them there for a reason. So are you being the best steward of that? Are you being the best steward of your time at work? Are you being the best steward of your children? Are you guiding them to Christ? You know, th these are the things that being faithful covers. And then the last one is self-control. Uh <laughs> With self-control, I was a little thrown aback, okay? I was actually not a little, but a lot thrown aback because there are so many scriptures, so many scriptures that talk about self-control. Um, I couldn't pick one. They're, they were all good, and there was not one that said, this is self-control or self-control is uh, described as blah, blah, blah. It was just a bunch of things that help you have self-control. So in most of the scriptures, it said stuff like um, doing this will create this or doing this will help you with this. Like be angry, but don't sin. That is self-control. So as I was studying and researching and going through all the web stuff, uh, trying to find the one scripture that can summarize self-control, I stumbled upon this website that it's literally um, helping you to memorize the verses of self-control, okay? So there's over 30 verses 
that talk about self-control and how to have self-control. So what I did was I just copied the website. I'm going to put this website on the video notes and on the podcast notes because I think it's really important. I think it's important for us to know how to have self-control. I think it's important for us to memorize the scripture. And I just couldn't pick one scripture that was like, yep, that that summarizes what self-control is. I just couldn't. So here's a website, uh, notconsumed.com, 36 Bible verses about self-control. And they have a really pretty way of uh, memorizing scripture. So that's a really good resource for you. You know, I'm all about resources. So go check them out and start doing your own study on self-control because it's a big one. It's a really big one. And then I wanted to talk about um, 1 John 4, 8. Okay. So if you are on this side of, you know, fruits of the spirit are all combined in love. Like love is the fruit of the spirit. And then joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control all come from this love. Then you need to know, First uh, John 4, 8 says that God is love. God is love. What that means is, if we're going to summarize the fruits of the Spirit to one fruit, and that fruit being love, for us to be loved, we have to be consumed by God. Yeah. Um, because he is love. He is love. He, it, it doesn't say he has love or he understands love. He is love. So for you to be able to have all these things, you have to have God. You, there's just no way around it. There's no self-help. There's no, um, if I try hard enough, I'll have these things. It, it's just allowing God to be in control of your life. That's what it boils down to. So my challenge to you for this is um, let's look at the fruits of the spirit and let's try to, let's try to follow them. Uh, maybe you can grab one a day and be like, okay, love is my word today. I'm going to be loving and just really go out of your way to try to become more love. Joy is my word today. I am going to have joy in the Lord. It doesn't matter what happens to me today, right? Um, peace is my word today. And that kind of going through that and See what happens, right? If if you do this exercise and um, you're done with it, just shoot me an email. Let me know what what it is that happened that week. I find it that these things are harder than we want to think they are. Um, it seems like when you are trying to be joyful, things get really really hard. When you're having we're trying to be patient. 
things really get hard. <laughs> but I think it is because we're trying to exercise a muscle that we don't exercise often. So it hurts. It's it's like, oh yeah, that that one needs a workout. So that is my challenge for you guys today. There is so much scripture that I threw at you. Um, I'm so sorry. I just could not go through these without giving you a good point of reference for each one of them. Uh, I will be posting, like I said, on our Facebook and Instagram, all the scriptures on a daily basis. What I'm doing is I'm, do, I'm pairing them up. So you'll have the scripture for each one of them by the end of the week so that you can go ahead and follow this and be more like Jesus because that's our ultimate goal. It's, it's to be closer to Jesus, be more like Jesus, right? Working on that sanctification process and... Um, Getting closer to who he is and what he wants from us is what we want to do. So if you were um, canceling with me and you said something like, I just don't know about this whole patience thing, we would kind of go through all the fruits of the spirit and we would talk about why it's important for us to have this in the forefront of our minds and why we don't focus on what the psychological blah, 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 blah. Um, but this is what God says. So, for example, if you're like, I just don't know how to have joy, right? And I have tried positive thinking and I have tried, you know, all the psychological things. Um, I would say something like, well, you know, the Bible says that joy comes from God and we would steer you to focusing on God and having God's joy and not focusing on, you know, the good uh, in a positive thinking kind of way, but in a, I'm grateful to God and I'm going to have my joy come from the source of life. Okay. So, there's that. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to know that. <laughs> but there you go. You went for it. You heard it here. This is how counseling with a biblical counselor works. We talk about issues. We look at what the Bible has to say. And we ask the holder of the universe to help us with that thing. Um, who better than him, right? So if you have any questions... Elgas at transformedbyhisword.org. Uh, if you have any questions about who I am and what I'm doing, transformedbyhisword.org is my website. Uh, I am wanting to be a biblical counselor that does multiple churches. Uh, I want to service my community, not so much a one church, but the community in whole. So if you have any questions, if you know of someone that could use uh, a little bit of time with me, just let, let them know about me. Let me know about them, whichever way works best for you. 
So that is the end of that. I'm not going to bore you with any more stuff. Here's some. For sticking around with me for 18 episodes and I am so excited for next week we're gonna be talking about spiritual gifts another loaded one that I should probably jump up into several ones but I won't <laughs> so I'll see you then for spiritual gifts next week and you have a wonderful day don't forget like and subscribe <laughs>